Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf ches in Yuma. Daf ches in Yuma. And we're up to the uh, 14th line, the beginning of the 14th line of daf ches where we left off yesterday. We mentioned yesterday and the day before we had machlokis in the Gemara between uh, Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon and also between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, whether or When we say that if somebody became Tomei Mace or the carbon became Tomei via a mess, is that totally, if it's a carbon seaboard that has a fixed time, is it totally mutter? You don't even have to make any effort to bring a batara? Or is it only Dechuyibetzibor, like the Ramam says, that it's, uh, it's overridden, it's superseded by the fact that you have to bring a car, that you have to bring a, that it's a seaboard carbon? And you try to make every effort to uh, to bring a batara, but if you can't, it's also okay because So we had this machlokus. The Gemara wants to say now, maybe this machlokus between Rabbi Yehuda who said that and Rabbi Shimon who said maybe it's the same as the following machlokus to the Tanya. Both the coin who says the um, the coin uh, the coin got on Yom Kippur and the coin who burns the paraduma. The halach in the Torah is that if a person is tummy mace, not only does he have to wait seven days for his tahara, but he has to be sprinkled with the may paraduma on the third and the seventh day. As we'll see on the third and the seventh day. Now, what does that mean? That uh, besides going to the mikveh, at the end, he also has to be sprinkled. But there must be an interim of four days between the third and the seventh day. That's what's key. You have to have a four-day separation. You can't make it. You can't do it on the third and the fourth, or the third and the fifth, and the third and the sixth. Got to be four days separated. So it says like this: that both these koanim uh, involved, either the kohen gadol yom kippur or the kohen who burns the paraduma, mazon of kol shiva. During the seven days that they're in isolation, as we've said, they both go into isolation, as we've talked about before. Uh, like in the in the Miluim, where he was, uh, where the where Aaron Cohen went in, into isolation, and as we said before, either it's learned out from Sinai, as as uh, as Rish said, that it's learned out from Sinai, like Moshe Rabbeinu was separated for seven day for six days plus another one. We were machmer for seven days, or you learn out from the Miluim. But during that isolation period, what do you do with them? They're supposed to be isolated, right? Nobody. They're not supposed to be with their wives. But during those seven days. Both of them, you sprinkle them all seven days. Now, we just said you only sprinkle them on the third and the seventh day. That's third and seventh day after they became Tomei. What's the, there's a concern here that maybe they became Tomei uh, sometime before. Obviously, when they're in isolation, they couldn't have become Tomei. We know about it. But they're, they didn't, they're, they're isolated now. Um, and um, there's a possibility they became Tomei before. So what we do is during, for all seven days, we sprinkle them. We'll see if all seven days means literally all seven, but it's for a period of seven days, we sprinkle them. Mikol chatal shom devar mer. Mer says from all these, we said from all the mei paraduma that was extant in the base of Mikdash, we sprinkle them both all seven days. That's Romer's opinion. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ema You only sprinkle them on the third and the seventh day in which... From the, during those seven days, only in the third and the seventh day. What's Machlokas, as we'll see? Rav Chanina Maskanakahanim says a third opinion here, a little bit of a strange opinion. He says, Shiva. The Kohen who burns the Paraduma, you sprinkle him all seven days that he's in isolation. Only on the third and the seventh day. We'll come to review to explain Rav Chanina Maskanakahanim later on. But first, we're looking at Rameir who says you sprinkle them all seven days. 
versus Rabbi Yossi, he says only in the third and seventh day. My la bakamif, what's the machlokas here? Rameir sabr tumi duchui betzibur. Rameir holds tumi is only duchui betzibur, meaning only with great um, difficulty do we do we matter it. And because we're concerned that maybe he became tumi uh, days before, uh, one day or more days before he became, uh, before he um, before he went into isolation. So we sprinkle him all seven days. So it's not a big problem. Just sprinkle him on the third and seventh day alone. Says so Gemara, I understand. If it's tizbra, and so you want to say this machlokas Rabbi Yosi and Rameir is the same as the machlokas we had yesterday between Yerub Shimon. Rabbi Yosi holds tumah hutzer betzibur, Rameir holds tumah tchuyi betzibur. The Gemara says this doesn't make any sense. Betzibur, how could you say that? Do you really hold that? Isavar Rabbi Yosi at the betzibur. If it's mutzer betzibur, how's our klal only? What do you have to be mazim at all for? So what if he became tamei meis? The whole concept of tumah hutzer betzibur is that if someone became tamei meis, remember not zav zav mitzor etc. Nida, but if he's tamei meis. Tumahutra Betzibur says that uh, it doesn't make any difference. If he's Tomei, if the animal's Tomei, Tumahutra Betzibur. Since it's a carbon seabor that has a fixed time, you bring it anyway. You, you, there's no need to try to look for Tahara here. So, <laughs> what do you need any Hazar at all? So, you can't say that's the Machlokas here, that according to Biosi, Tumahutra Betzibur, Tumahutra you don't need any Hazar. You don't need any sprinkling at all. Not on the third, not on the seventh day that he's in isolation. See, we know that once he became in isolation that he, he didn't come in contact with a dead body, that we know. He might have come in contact with a tummy mess, a person who himself touched a dead body, right? If a person comes in, like we said the other day, we don't shield him from that. Waiters come in, people come in to help him. He could become tummy. It's unlikely, but he could become tummy. But we said, Okay, but on the possibility that he was tummy mace, that he literally attended a funeral or he was in the room with a dead body or he came in contact with a dead body, so, if that's the, before he went into isolation. So, we sprinkle him on the third and seventh day. But if, if we hold Tumar Tzibur, you don't have to need any sprinkling at all. So, the Gemara says, Everybody holds, really mean, everybody holds, meaning they both hold. Everybody holds, not like the Machlux Rabbi Shimon, but over here, this from Machlux Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi everybody holds that Tumas only it's overridden by the carbon seabor that has a fixed uh, that has a fixed time. That's time dependent. What's Machlux Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi says, you sprinkle them all seven days, and Rabbi Yossi says, only the third and seventh day. Rabbi Yossi, I mean, and Tfilah Bismana Mitzvah. Tfila in the Zman is supposed to be sprinkled on the third and the seventh days, and he's supposed to go to the mikvah on the seventh day. All right, that's Tfila Bisman as Mikvah it says. He's got to be on those days. So Rameir holds that Tfila Bisman is a mitzvah, and therefore, and, and therefore the sprinkling is also, as we'll see, is also Bisman a mitzvah. Now, we don't know when he became Tomei. If he became Tomei, it's possible he didn't become Tomei at all. But just in case, we want to sprinkle him. So which days do you sprinkle him? Sprinkle him every day, says Rameir. Because every day, you don't know, maybe that's the first day. Maybe he maybe he came in contact with a dead body the day before he went into isolation. Maybe he was in contact six days before the isolation. So we print him all seven days. Why? Because it could be that those days, that day, every day is a possibility that it's either the third or the seventh day since he, became, since he, became, since he came in contact with a dead body. Now, we're going to ask about that shortly because if you do the math, you'll see it's not possible to be every single day. But let's say most of the days, certainly the great majority of days, any of those days, it's possible that it's the third day or the seventh day since he went, since he, since he came in contact with a dead body, since he was Tomei Mei. So 
Rameir Sovar, I mean, it's field Bismarck and Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah. It could be today's the third day. It could be the seventh day. You got to do it Bismarck. Rabbi Yossi Sovar, I mean, it's field Bismarck and Mitzvah. Very good. You don't need to throw Bismarck and Mitzvah. Tomei of Tzibor. Doesn't mean Mitzvah. Listen, whenever he became Tomei, he's in isolation now for seven days. In order to be purified, he's got to be uh, sprinkled on the third and the seventh day and goes to the mikvah on the seventh day. So sprinkle him on the third day that he's in isolation, on the seventh day he's in isolation, and he goes to the mikvah on the third on the seventh day, and you're done. You don't need every day. Because you don't need, it doesn't have to be bismana exactly. As long as there's as long as there's an interim of the of four days between the third and the seventh day, that's good enough. So sprinkle him on the third day. Sure he might have been he might have gone he might have come in contact five days before uh, he went into isolation. And now, if you do it on the third day, that's eighth day since he wasn't since he came in contact with a dead body. But fine. But as long as you had a separation between the third and the seventh day, is of four days, that's good enough. It doesn't have to be bisman. And Rabbi holds. That's what Rabbi says. But Rabbi says no. It's got to be bisman. So it's every day is a possibility. So we sprinkle them every day. Says the more of a sub Rabbi Yossi Lormi and Tfilah Bisman mitzvah. You think Rabbi Yossi really says that that Tfilah Bisman is not a mitzvah? But Tani we learned in a different case. Haresha Hayashem Kosov Al Basar. Let's say a man had God's name uh, printed on his on his flesh for some reason. You know, a, a cheap tattoo job or something, whatever. You know, he had Hashem's name on his on his arm, it was just written on there with ink, whatever. Haresha Yochutz. Tanakama says he shouldn't go, he shouldn't wash his hands because you're not allowed to erase a God's name. It says, And then it says, Don't erase God's name. He shouldn't anoint himself with oil. He shouldn't stand in a dirty place where there might be uh, dung or whatever because God's name is there. Let's say he had to go to the mitzvah because of a mitzvah. He was either, uh, maybe it was uh, Sheikh Fazera came out of him, or he was a Zav, or a Masar, or whatever. He has an obligatory, uh, an obligatory um, tefillah, an immersion that he has to do, has to go to the mikvah. So what do you do? He has to go now. He's not going stam. He has to go into the mikvah. So what do you do? You don't want to erase God's name. Korach Lav Gami, he wraps himself, wraps a little, uh, uh, you know, like a gum or whatever, a wrapper or, or a piece of... Um, like a reed, uh, it's more of the, uh, like a, from a tree, wrap that around his, uh, the place where God's name is on his arm or foot, whatever. The Tovlin does it that way. In other words, to keep it to, so that the water won't erase God's name. So, okay, you might say, is that a chatzitza? That's a different problem, right? Uh, what are you going to do with chatzitza? The question of which takes priority, or you do it in a way that the water could get in there. In other words, it doesn't mean necessarily that he does it so tightly that it's a that it's a chatzitza. Could be just that the that the flow of the water won't knock it off. It'll get wet, but it won't knock it off. So that's uh, that's not our concern here right now. But the point is, Tanakama says you shouldn't go to the mikvah at all, right? And if he's a tefillah mitzvah, he should make sure that he wraps uh, he wraps God's name around with some uh, bandage or whatever, a, a, a gummy, whatever, so that he shouldn't uh, he shouldn't erase God's name. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kadarka, go into the mikvah and don't worry about God's name. Don't rub it on purpose. Rabbi Yossi is concerned. Rabbi Yossi is concerned why? Because Rabbi Yossi holds that tefillah bezmanas mitzvah. You got to go. He's a mitzvah. And if you tell me, oh, you got to go get a bandage, he may not have a bandage, and he'll miss the opportunity to uh, to go to the mikvah uh, on time, and uh, that's a problem. The kaimalanda betfilah bezman a mitzvah k'mifki. That's the machlokes between Yosef and Tanakama. Tanakama serve a lot of bezman mitzvah. Tefillah bezman is not a mitzvah. Sure, he's supposed to go on a particular day, the, the seventh day or whatever the case is. He's got to go to the mikvah bezman. But you know what? He doesn't really have to. If he goes the next day, it's also okay. So if he's got God's name on his arm or his leg, 
<coughs> or his abdomen or any part of his body, make sure he gets a bandage so he doesn't rub out God's name. Or those who ever know, <coughs> if we tell him to look for a bandage, he may not go bisman and feel bisman as a mitzvah. So what do you see? Rabbi Yossi holds feel bisman as a mitzvah. You can't say machlok's for me, and Rabbi Yossi is whether feel bisman as a mitzvah. Rabbi Yossi also holds feel bisman as a mitzvah. Elo de kuliyama, lahani tenoi, amrina, and feel bisman as a mitzvah. Everybody agrees that <coughs> the sheet of these tenoim, whether it's Rabbi or Rabbi Yossi, we didn't get to Rabbi Yossi's yet. But Rabbi Rabbi Yossi hold that tefillah is man as a mitzvah. What's the machlok? See, Rachel Machmir, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Machshin, and Hazal at tefillah. Ah, by a tummy mace, he has to go both. He has to do both Hazal and tefillah. So Rabbi Yossi says there's a hekish between Hazal and tefillah. All right, what, what, meaning it talks about Hazal on the third and seventh day, and it talks. He says Shlishi Rishvi. So it talks about that, and then also talks about going to the mikvah on the seventh day. Rachatz es chob sarabamayim. He's got to go to the mikvah on the on the seventh day. So therefore, there's a hekish between the two of these things. It says v'chito be'yom ashvi v'chivus v'gad v'rachetz v'laz. Right. So not only does he have to go, not only v'hizah, not only do you have to have hazah on the third and seventh day, he has to go to the mikvah. There's a hekish between the two of them. So that's like tefillah bezman as a mitzvah. So is hazah. Therefore, a mayor says you got to go to mikvah. You got to have hazah every day because it's possible that today is the third or the seventh days. That's why you should do it all seven days. Again, we'll talk about the math in a few minutes. Rabbi Yossi Sover, Lomach Shin Hazal Tfilah. Rabbi says, no, Tfilah is man as a mitzvah. And therefore, in the case where he had God's name on his arm and he has to go to the mikvah because he's, he's finished his tzaras or his or whatever, he's got to go to the mikvah. You know what? Go and don't worry about the manners because Tfilah is not as a mitzvah. But over here, Hazal, Hazal is not necessarily, Hazal is not, is not uh, Hazal is man is not a mitzvah. You don't have to do it particularly on the third day after he went into, after he came in contact with a dead body. The key is to have uh, a four-day separation. In other words, he has to have, at the minimum, has to be three days since he went in contact with the dead body. And then, one, that's the minimum. But if it, it didn't have to be on the third day. It could be the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh days, whatever, as long as after the first hazah, he waits four days for the second one. That's what the last Rashi in the page says here. Lomach shin hazah bezmana lab mitzvahi. Hazah is not a mitzvah to do it bismam. Don't make a smaller separation. Don't do the seventh. If you doubt it on the third day, don't do it then on the fifth or the sixth. You got to wait seven days. Main thing is to have four days in between. Let's say he had Hazah on the third day, and then he didn't do it on the seventh day. He did it on the eighth or the ninth. That's okay too. The key is there has to be a minimum four day separation between the Hazahs. That's what Rabbi Yossi, that's what Rabbi Yossi says. And therefore, that's what Yossi says, if you did it on the third and the seventh day, it's good enough. Rameir says, you have to have Hazah on the third day and on the seventh day. That's the Hazah, the mitzvah, just like tefillah is on the seventh day. You have to do the third and seventh day. Therefore, if this guy, this Kohen, he went into isolation, we're concerned maybe he came in contact with the body before he was in isolation. We don't know when. Just a possibility. So you know what? We send him every day. Every day he's in isolation. We make him have a Hazah because of this possibility. Rameir says, no. Doesn't have to be bisman as long as it's, there's as long as you have a four day separation with a minimum of three days. So do it on the third and the seventh day, and that's good enough. What about Rabbi Chanina Skanakhanim, who says yes, the one for the paraduma you do make him have all seven days, right? Karna para all seven and Yom Kippur, but what, uh, the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur only the third and the seventh day. He has as an in between sheet. What does he all Rabbi Chanina 
I don't get it. Imakish has all tefillah. If he says hazaz like tefillah, just like tefillah is a mitzvah zman. Hazaz mitzvah zman. I feel a coin girl. I feel a coin yom kippur nami. Coin girl yom kippur also should do it all seven days. Ilomakish has all tefillah. If he says hazaz is not comparable to tefillah, tefillah omnam needs a bizman, but hazaz does not. So I feel a coin so far nami lo. The coin who burns the par also should not need it all seven days. So it comes lo 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 makish. He really does not hold that Azor Bizman is a mitzvah. The coin of service of Parah, Mala Bialma. Like we said before, the coin who burns the Paraduma, it's simply an extra stringency, an extra higher standard. Why? Because remember, we, we, we're Matamahim on purpose on the seventh day and put him in the mikveh, remember, to exclude from the uh, Stukim who say that you need hair of Shemesh. And we want to show that you don't need hair of Shemesh. So because of that, it's a special stringency. We're more machmer with the Kohen, Hasarvus Apar, and we sprinkle them all seven days. But the truth is, Mitzadik or Adid, it's not necessary. In fact, the whole reason why we put the Kohen, Hasarvus Apar, in total isolation, as we'll see, is because of this malo. So, Kamanaz Lahodatan Rabbanan. Okay, we have three sheetas here um, between Rameyer Rabyosi and Rabchidis Kanakan. Rameyer holds that both the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, when he's in isolation, and both the Kohen Sofer Sapara Duma, when he's in isolation, you sprinkle them all seven days. Mareya Shita. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you only sprinkle them on the third and the seventh day, because I saw Bisman is on a mitzvah. Rabbi Chinin Kanakan basically holds like Rabbi Yossi, that he's not makash hazot feel, you don't need it all seven days. But by the Paraduma, we're more machmer because we, we hold it to a higher standard. Since we're makal with the Tumah, we're mach on the seventh day, we're machmer during the seven days, and we sprinkle them all seven days. So, who does the following go like of these three rabbis? Hadatan Rabbanan. Rabbis learn in the Brisa, Ain ben The only difference between the Kohen who burns the Parah Duma, and we put him in isolation seven days before, and the Kohen Galilim Kippur, where he's in isolation seven days before, what's the difference between these two and the way we treat them? Ella, Shazep Prishasa Lekdusha, Echavakonim Nogambo. The Kohen Gadol is isolated into a Makam Kaddish. He's going into the base of English. That's where he's put. And Lishkas Parhedrin there. And we put him in there for Kedusha. We put him in there to isolate him, to make him think. We put him basically into, um, uh, you know, in, in, he's in solitary confinement. It's, we put him in solitary confinement. Right? That's how he'd say it, right? You put him in solitary. Why? And it, they can, his brothers can touch him. In other words, the Kornim could come in uh, waiters, whatever, service people to help them wash or whatever. We allow them to come in. As we said, we're not worried. That's possibility that one of them will die on the spot and be metamim, tummy mace, right? So we said, we're not worried about that. We just really separate him from his wife. That we're concerned about, right? She goes into the base of Migdash, right? That's where he's going into. And we put him in isolation so he should be serious. Rashi says he shouldn't uh, become arrogant and have pride in himself and he'll be thinking, he'll be knowing Kalos Rush. We put him in there to be serious. The Zeb and the Kohen Sarasapara, the Paraduma, Zeb Rishasalatara, he's basically just the Hachim Vitarasa. He's not going into the, he's not going to be serving in the Heichal or in the, certainly not in the Kodesh Kodashim, not serving there in the Azar at all. He's just, we separate him for uh, purity. Right for a spiritual purity, lahachim v'taraso. Why? Because we're mekel and we and we metamim on the seventh day because of the tzdukim. So we we separate him for tara. So much so we don't let anybody touch him. <laughs> the coin galayim kipper. We let people touch him. We're not worried about tomahotu b'tzibur tomahotu b'tzibur. The coin uh, uh, who burns the paraduma. He's not even going into the azara, and yet we're very machmer with him, and we don't let anybody touch him at all.
Right? That's 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 those are the differences between them. Now, who does that price go like? Okormeir or Kabyosi. It's either either like Rameir or like Rabiosi. Rameir says you sprinkle them all seven days, and Rabiosi says you sprinkle them each third and seventh day. If it goes like Rabchinaskahanim, we've got another difference between them. Not only the difference that the coin goddle is going into the base of Migdash, and we separate him for seriousness. That he should be serious and think about his great task in front of him to mechaper on all bnei Yisrael and Yom Kippur. Whereas the guy from the paradum was just to make sure that he's tar and where machmer nobody could touch him. It's nothing to do with uh, he's not uh, performing uh, kapara for all bnei Yisrael. It's simply for purity, right? So those are the differences. According to Bchinas there's another difference that what that Ramey, that by the paraduma you sprinkle them all seven days and the coin goddles only sprinkle the third and seventh day. So there's another difference there too. So therefore this price can either go like Ramey or Riosi, but not like. Not like Rabchanina Skanakana. Moscow Rabiosi Brabchanina. So let's now look at the math. We said according to Mayor, you sprinkle them all seven days, because there's a possibility he was tummy mace before he went into isolation. Well, let's look at it. Bishlam Arishom. I understand the first day he's in isolation, you should sprinkle him. Shemashlishi, because maybe today is the third day since he came in contact with a dead body. Meaning he came in contact with a dead body two days before he went into uh, isolation, right? Um, yeah, the, and today's the third day uh, since he came in contact with a dead body. So on the first day, you sprinkle him. Shani also, Shemeshlishi, the second day that he's in isolation, maybe that's also the third day. Maybe he was in isolation the day before. Shishinami, Shemeshlishi, maybe today's the third day. The third day he's in isolation is maybe the, the day, the morning he went into isolation, he came in contact with a dead body. So I understand that. Chamishi, the fifth day that he goes, in, that he's in isolation also, Shemeshvi, because maybe that's the seventh day. In other words, maybe he got sprinkled on the first day, and today, the uh, first day is in isolation, it was his third day, and, and the fifth day is his seventh day. The, the fifth day that he's in isolation is the seventh day since he was in contact with a dead body, and that's why he sprinkled him on the, seventh, on the fifth day. Shishi Shemeshvi, also the sixth day that he's in isolation, is also a possibility that it's the seventh day since he came in contact. And Shvi Shemeshvi, and Shvi also on the seventh day he's in isolation, it's possible also it's the seventh day since he was in contact. An example, when he became in contact the day that he went into isolation, Elur Lamali. What's the point of sprinkling him on the fourth day that he's in isolation? Remember, once he's in isolation, we know he didn't come in contact with a dead body. We know that, right? There was no, there was no contact there, or we would know if he was, right? But LRV Lomeli, if he was in contact with a dead body, and we know he was in contact, let's say on the first day, we know he was in contact. So there's no way that the fourth day is the third day since he was in contact. Before he came into isolation, it's possible any day that he came in contact. We don't know. So we sprinkle him on the first, second, and third day. We understand that. But the, what's the purpose of the fourth day, Lomeli? Why do you have to bring up because so it's not it's not possible that it's the third day since he became in contact because the third because three days ago he was in isolation. It's also not possible that it's on the seventh day that he's in isolation. It's not on the, it's also not possible that he's on the seventh that it's the seventh day uh, of his of his contact. It's possible that it's the seventh day of his contact, but he has to have four days in between Azal. In other words, it can't be the the Hazal of the of the seventh day. On the fourth day, why? Because there's no four days between, you have to have at least four days between the second Hazal and the first Hazal. And therefore, since you were not Mazim on the day before you went into isolation, the first day you were, you sprinkled him was on the first day was in isolation, you need a four-day gap, and you don't have it. So what's the point of sprinkling him on the fourth day? So I said, well, Tamech, okay, you got a good point. There's no point in sprinkling him on the fourth day that he's in isolation. Well, Tamech, Hazal, Koshiva Mika. 
Is there really Hazor all seven days? And the mayor said also, is really answer for Kaimland Hazor Shvus? Hazor is only is is a is a rabbanan. The ain't uh, uh, not Hazor is a rabbanan, but has but sprinkling him is uh, you're fixing a, a person. You're making him okay now. You're you like you right. You don't go into the, uh, like a stam. You don't do things that are stam fixing or or yeah taking care fixing a person. Is it therefore it's an isadra bonan, not Even though Azar is a mitzvah, but it's not Tokhashabas, so you delay it by a day. So it's not Tokhashabas, so you can't sprinkle him you can't have seven days. It's impossible to have seven days in a row without having a Shabbos in between. So you don't sprinkle him on Shabbos anyway. So what do you mean all seven days? Elamais, what are you gonna say? Shivalabarmi Shabbos. The answer when we say seven days, we mean all days except for Shabbos. So we mean excluding two days over here. You when you sprinkle them all seven days, you mean excluding Shabbos, because you don't sprinkle them on Shabbos, and you exclude also on the uh, on the uh, fourth, and you exclude them on the fourth day. Also, there's no point in sprinkling them on the fourth day. There's a Yehuda you know, brings down that it's only also it's only a shvus if you did the second hazah because the second hazah fixes him, so to speak. The first one doesn't fix him, so if it's the third day, you could technically do it. And he goes into a discussion about that. But anyway, that's a that's a that's a separate issue. Uh, they say ain't shvus b'mikdash. What's the problem here? We're talking about the base of mikdash, right? So with, the answer is is that. This that we're doing is only a chumrah anyway. It's not like he knows that he went to, to he touched a dead body. It's only a chumrah. We put him in isolation. And in isolation, we're machmered. And just in case we do this, it's only a chumrah. So even though normally all the ancient shvus here, we're machmered on the shvus and we don't sprinkle him on Shabbos. And there's no point in sprinkling him on the fourth day as we've just described. The math doesn't work. Amaravas, um, Ravas is an interesting thing. Hilkach Kohen got to be Kippur. Kohen Kippur. Delobedi done told Milsa. The seven days that Kohen Gadol goes into isolation before Yom Kippur. That's fixed on the calendar. Whenever Yom Kippur is, it's the tenth of Tishrei. So the seven days before, meaning from from Som Gedalia until the Erev Yom Kippur, those are the seven days, right after Rosh Hashanah. If Rosh Hashanah is two days, Bismanazeh. So from the third to the ninth of Tishrei, it goes on Mikvah. So those days are fixed, and it's on the calendar. So however it comes out, it comes out. If there's a Shabbos there, fine, you know. And it's possible, according to Mayor, that you have to sprinkle them all days. Now we're saying except for the fourth day and except for Shabbos, you might have two days in which you don't sprinkle them, right? You have to make sure that he sprinkled, uh, the two sprinklings that he does get are at least four days apart, but you don't sprinkle him on Shabbos, you don't sprinkle him on, on, on the fourth day that he's in isolation. There's no choice about that. It's not up to us, it's, it's the calendar, it's fixed. El the Arch of the way, way, the way the new moon was fixed. In other words, whenever the Rishon of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah comes out, and then you have the second day of Tishrei, and then the third day of Tishrei goes into isolation. The Avel Bikfi, the Arch of the depends on whenever the new month was was uh, designated. So, but plus, but Tishrei Balafushi, he's got to set, he's got to go in on, on Psalm Gedalia, the third day of Tishrei, he's got to go into isolation. And B'chaleim is the Srami, plus, but Tishrei we separate him, we isolate him, no matter if it's a Shabbos, if it's not a Shabbos, uh, whatever it is, however, whatever third of Tishrei comes out, we have to we have to isolate him that day. Abel Konisov Sapara, there's no fixed day for making a paraduma. You find a paraduma, thank God, they pay a million dollars for the paraduma and they do the procedure. But they don't have to they don't have to start on any particular day of the week or particular day of the year. So therefore, since we can't sprinkle him on the fourth day, as we said, we don't sprinkle him on the fourth day, there's no purpose. And we can't sprinkle him on Shabbos because it's a shvus, it's a drabonan. We don't want to be we don't want to fix the guy on Shabbos. So because of that, Kohenus are supposed to be done telling Mills. So we could decide which day of the week we want to put him into isolation. Ma'afreshin le'ne b'ravi b'shabbos. 
we isolate him on Wednesday. That's what we always start on a Wednesday. Why? Because this way, the fourth day in which there's no point in sprinkling him and Shabbos, which you can't sprinkle him, comes out the same day. So we only lose one day out of the seven days, according to Mayor, that you're supposed to sprinkle him every day except for the fourth day. Let's make the fourth day come out on Shabbos when you can't sprinkle him anyway. So that the day you don't have to sprinkle and the day you can't sprinkle it comes out the same day. So when, the par, they, when, you, when, they, when they do the service of the paradum and they burn the paradum and they perform the whole rite and the whole ceremony, always do it on a Wednesday so that the, uh, so that, um, the, the Kohen who, um, who, who's in isolation before that, right? He's isolated before that. You do it on a Wednesday so that the, uh, the, the fourth day of his isolation will come out on a Shabbos when you can't sprinkle him anyway, and there's no need to sprinkle him on that day. So that his fourth day of isolation will come out on Shabbos when you can't sprinkle him anyway. So the day you cannot sprinkle him and the day you don't sprinkle him, there's no need to come out the same day. So the Mishnah said, back to the coin Gadol, which is really the topic of our Masechet, the coin Gadol, um, seven days before Yom Kippur, we separate him. Where do we put him? We put him in the Parhedron um, chamber. What's the Parhedron chamber? What does Parhedron mean? Krachma, that's the name. What does that mean? Why do we put him in that chamber? Tanya. Tanya, Rabbi Yudah, Bechi Lishchus Parhedron. Was it the Lishchus of the Parhedron? The Parhedron, as we'll see, were officials. Also, they were called counselors. They were appointed by the king. Uh, was it really that Isa? Well, it was uh, really the officers' chamber. In other words, these were more like senators or officers or governors, uh, real, real, real more important uh, officers. That's what, what what was called. So why why do you why does the Mishnah call Lishchus Parhedrim? Ella, what happened was this: Betchila Hayakarinos Lishchus Balvati. Originally, it was called the the uh, chamber of the. Uh, senators of the more important uh, 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 officials. But what happened was later on, and we'll see in tomorrow, Mitzvah, that the during the second base of Migdash, after the time of Shimon Sadik and um, and Yochanan Kohen after their time, so things went bad, and um, the Kuna the Kunagdola was basically auctioned off and sold to uh, the highest bidder, uh, and because of that. Uh, they didn't, these were Rosham, they didn't live out the year, and you had to change coin Gadol every time. Rashi learns that um, they changed the coin Gadol every year, and every time a coin Gadol came in, he built his own room. <laughs> he wrecked the old one, built his own one. So, the Machlif could be that the coin Gadolim themselves were changed, either because God killed them and they had to make a new one, or because every year they took a new bidder. Uh, or Rashi learns that every year they change the room. In other words, they built a new room. Whichever coin Gadol came in, he built his own, right? You have that. A, a new guy comes in, he builds his own. So, like these officials, Parhedron were, uh, uh, were officials. Apparently, the kings used to change their counselors every 12 months. Sort of like here at the bank where they change the... Uh, the uh, bank, the bankers, every uh, few months, so that nobody should uh, start cheating. I guess. But anyway, they change them every twelve months, so they're called parhedrim. In other words, these kohanim dolim, which which uh, were, ex- were were they were new kohanim dolim every year. So it's like they're like part of like like uh, government officials who were changed every year. That's why they called them lishas parhedrim. Originally, it was called 
when the, in the time of the tzaddikim, it was called the officers club, right? The important people, the, the senators, the senators uh, chambers. But once the Kwan Gom started cheating, and together with the uh, Hashmonai kings who took their bribes and made new ones every year, and they made new rooms, so they called it the lishcha of these officials, because the, the, like the officials, lefichah yikaros alishchas bradman, because why? Like these kind of officials, just like these are government officials which are changed every year, right? They appoint new ones every year to take the place of the old ones. So these Kohanim Dalim are also like that. That's why it's called Lishlus Parhedrin. It was like a derogatory name for them. Where else do you find the Lushen of Parhedrin, these officials that are, uh, these officials uh, who were, who were basically, they, uh, they, were, they were changed all the time and they were generally corrupt. We've learned before many times that the general population, Amaratsim, didn't always take off Trumas and Maisus. They took Truma Gedola because if you ate your crop as in the state of Tevel without taking on any Truma, that's Chayv Misa. Maiser, if you didn't take off Maiser, so you're basically cheating the Levim, cheating the Aniam, etc. So, what about the wholesalers, the Nachtomen, the, the uh, professional uh, ba- bakers who, who who bought who bought crops. They bought the wheat and the barley from uh, various farmers who weren't who were amaratsim, but the nachtomen were prushim. They did keep the laws. So lo chayvos and chal nafresh el trumas meiser v'chala trumas meiser. After they took meiser, which they have to separate off, and then trumas meiser goes also to the coin. That's the lady's supposed to give it to the coin because that's also tevel on punishment of death. You don't and chala. That's also considered trumagdola. So they said, they told Nechama, you have to separate off Trumas Meister and Chal, it's a very small amount, before you uh, bake your breads and, and sell them. So Bishlam and Trumagdola, they didn't have to separate Trumagdola, then it was the professional uh, kosher bakers, you know, who were Tamir Chacham and followed the rules, and Nechama Chavar, we're talking about the Chaveirim who followed the rules. So they didn't have to take Trumagdola, because we assumed that all, even the Amaratzim did that, the Tanya we learned, Lepisha Shach B'chalot B'l Yisrael, they sent Yochan and Gadol sent out messengers throughout all the boundaries, up throughout all of the uh, Eretz Yisrael. He saw that they did separate off. Even everybody took Trumagdola because that there was a concern. You chayv misa if you didn't eat it. So everybody, even Amaratzim, took Trumagdola bovad. So that I understand why uh, why why the bakers, the Chacham only required them to give Trumas Meiser and Chala. Because Trumagdola, they didn't have to, because Trumagdola was given by, you can rest assured, that was given by the, by the farmers themselves, by the Maratzim, right? But Maiserish and Maiserani also, they didn't have to take off. Now, that's a substantial amount. That's 10% plus the Maiserani is, it, it, uh, it's, it's another 10%, 20% of the crop, giving that away. Namilo, they didn't have to give that off either. In other words, what do you do? Like we do today, you take 10% off, right? You assign 10%. But you you can eat it yourself. It's just you're supposed to give it to the levy or to the ani. But go prove. You could tell the You could tell these the aniim and the levim. Prove to me that the these farmers didn't take trumas and meisers. Many of them do. Many of them took meiser. It's the only question, right? That maybe maybe they did take trumas and meisers. So there's no obligation on me to give it to you, the levy or you, the ani. And therefore, I could I separate it out and I take trumas meiser from from the meiser rishon, but I can keep it myself. Shani, why didn't they have to separate that? After Shani, why didn't the rabbis tell them? Okay, you say Meiser every year you have Meiser Rishon, and in the first and second, and in the fourth and fifth years you have also Meiser Shani, and the third and sixth Meiser Ani. Meiser Shani, what do you do with that? You got to take it to Shlaim 
So why do you say Maisa, Rishon, Maisa, Rani, you don't have to give to these people? Because just separate it out and keep it yourself. Maisa, Mechabayel, Varaya. But Maisa, Shani, why didn't the rabbis require these professional uh, Chaveirim uh, bakers to take Maisa, Shani and take it to Shalami? Maisa, Shani, Nifrashu, let them separate it out. Vinisko uh, and bring it up. Vinachlan, Bishlam, bring it in Yerushalayim. Amrula, so why not? Amarullah says, Mitoch Sheparhedrin. That's why it's brought down here. We have this word, Parhedrin, because these officials, Halalu, who were corrupt, they would beat up these bakers all 12 months in which they served. As we said, they only served every, tw- every 12 months. They were changed, these, uh, these uh, town officials. And because the Kornim Dolem corruptly uh, bought the uh, Kornim Dolem every, you know, every year, there was another one. Uh, maybe because God killed them or whatever. God killed them. They, were, they weren't they uh, were righteous people. They, they were all Rashaim. So because of that, they were also called Parhedrin. So these real Parhedrin, these town officials, would beat these bakers. Sell it cheap, sell it cheap. Maybe, you know, cut us in to the uh, prophets, whatever. They were corrupt. And they told them, they yelled at them. So because of that, the rabbis, and the rabbis didn't require them, to, didn't bother them, to uh, to be mafresh ma'isosheni again ma'isosheni if you didn't do it it's not an iser de oraisa it's not it's not like punishment of death if you eat it it's not tevel anymore once you take truma gedola and trumas ma'iser it's not tevel and you can eat it it's the only question of who it belongs to and do you have to eat this in Yerushalayim and it's a suffolk anyway maybe the maybe they did uh, take it maybe they did uh, uh, the the individual farmers maybe they did they were mafresh. Uh, all the trum, all the trumas, and all the maestras. So therefore, uh, and they used to beat them all the time. Mishnah Shana. So because of that, Lord Chachinu and the rabbi, and the rabbis were somech. Rashi in the last Rashi, uh, the three lines from the bottom of the page. Lord Chachinu was somechul omer sherov amayisrael sherov amaretz maestrim. Not all of them take trumas maestras, but most of them do. So there's somech on the rov, and as we've learned before. You can always be dependent on the rove. So even though you might say, how could they eat the food? You're supposed to take at least Meiser or Shani to Shalayim. Rove of, um, rove of the Amaratsim do take, but some don't. So we're machmer in general, and you should be mafresh, uh, um, you should mafresh Meiseris that you buy from an Amaratz. You should be mafresh, not necessarily Trumagdola, but at least uh, Trumas Meiser and Chala and Meiserish and Meiser Shani, you should. But the bakers, the professional bakers who do it in large quantities and buy from all the uh, farmers, the, ra- the rabbi said, yes, you and chala, you do have to separate off, right, and give that to a coin, right? That's what you do. Trumamaiser, you give, and the chala, they give to a coin. They knew who the coinum were, and they ate a patar in those days. But, uh, but uh, as far as Maiser Shani goes, Maiser Rishon and Maiser Rani, they can say, prove, we don't have to give it to you, we can eat it ourselves. Maiser Shani could also eat themselves in Yerushalayim, but why didn't the rabbis require that? Because when they would come to Yerushalayim, the Parhedim would always bother them and force them and, and beat them. So because of that, these officials, we say it was corrupt officials, the rabbis didn't require them and they could rely on the rove. And rove of the farmers did, were, were mafresh, uh, the maestris, including maestris sheni. And therefore, uh, that's what happened over there. They didn't require the professional bakers to take maestris uh, sheni and bring it to Yerushalayim. What are, what's the Lushna of Parhedim? What are Parhedim? Porsi or Piercy or Porsi. That's what he says. Rashi says also here, Pekidea Melch. These are t- uh, officials, uh, public officials. Maybe they were treasurers, whatever their job was, they were corrupt and they abused their power, as we see over here from this incident. And, um, and therefore, it was a derogatory term 
that the Kohanim Gedolim who served in the second base of Migdash, they called them Lishkas Parhedrin, because just like the Parhedrin were corrupt officials, and they were changed every year, they, they, they appointed new ones every year, maybe because of the corruption or whatever, so therefore these Kohanim Gedolim were also called, they went to the Lishka of the Parhedrin, where they built themselves a new, um, a new chamber every year. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow, Mitzvah Tomorrow we'll talk, uh, unfortunately, about the Korban Beis Migdash, but it's good to remember the reasons and all the bad things that took place, and hopefully we correct them in our time. Have a good day, everybody.